No, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the spectrum. You know, I have no, I have no filter. I say whatever comes into my head. Let's get it going. My name's Matt Hayes. I'm here with Bob Buttsniff Panelone. And this is, of course, the... Analysis. Matt, on the spectrum hazard. What's happening? <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. You're definitely on the spectrum. Yeah, I think that's a great cop-out for a lot of my uh, social uh, inaccuracies. Oh, I completely agree. Yes. I think I'm going to see you going full Rain Man pretty soon here when they catch you sneaking into movie theaters. (laughs) Never. They're never going to catch you. (laughs) I'll never be caught. I've been caught. I've never been caught. Well, I I don't need to sneak into movie theaters anymore, Bob, because I have Movie Pass. Movie Pass. And someone actually just uh, had messaged me that again. They they, they reduced the rate or something. It's like eight bucks Uh, a month. It's like it's less than that. It's like seven dollars a month, but it's like it's like eighty for the year. That's amazing. So right now I'm paying about like ten. It, it doesn't even matter. It, so it's like ten dollars a month. You use it one time and you you're making you make your money. money. Yeah, you've already made money. Uh, that's he, less than Netflix. Out, I'm not sure what. It, yeah, I'm not sure what it's out in. What's the the, the situation in Chicago these days? But in L. A. It's like sixteen dollars. Yeah, it's the same. It's almost the same at here. least. Uh, there's a few matinees you can get into, and it's maybe 14. Uh, there's a theater by me that does like a student of life discount on Tuesdays, where it's like five or seven bucks. Jeez, yeah. uh, that's like kind of like an art house thing. Trust yeah, me, the $16. one thing they don't have in Chicago is deals. <laughs> so yeah, well they're hard to find out here too. Well, hey, it's but a, anyway, we're uh, it's good to have we're you back, man. Some... I know uh, people are probably every time we take a little bit of a layover, they are worried you're dead on some mountain somewhere. So, <laughs> well, uh, sure. The listeners that uh, I returned in in full health. Yeah, it was just a scheduling thing this week. We're gonna get together, so we'll, we'll be doing some recaps, uh, catching up on what some a couple episodes of Curb, a, yeah. a South Park here and there. Um, mm-hmm. Talk talking a little uh, Stranger Things uh, that we finally, well, I finally yeah, finished. Yeah, you finally it. went finished. Um, so yeah, where do you want to get started? I Let's guess, start with um, Stranger Things. People have been waiting. They want to know our opinion, your opinion on the Stranger Things. What do you think overall this season? Um, it was good. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I, um, I watched the first season, you know, kind of binged it uh, over the course. It, it came out like the summer, right? Last summer. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a cool, like under the radar um, nostalgia trip. Um, and now they kind of went full into the whole let's capitalize on Halloween. Yeah, 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 um, which was smart in a way. Yeah, very smart. But, um, yeah, it just um, it, it kind of I, – I don't really get that excited about Halloween, and it, it kind of felt a little – You are the well, opposite of me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so, so people that watched the entire series the night it came out were able to get their costumes ready for the next day and – you know, I saw like uh, eleven costumes when you know she had her hair slicked back. Oh, and... like Punk Eleven. Yeah, Punk Eleven. In like one the of, next day, in the worst reviewed Punk Eleven was one of the worst reviewed episodes of the entire season. That episode number seven is like the black eye of the entire series so far. Yeah, that was really strange, and and at, at the time I wasn't aware of the chatter and how people were dogging it. Which is good. Kinda... That's good to know. I didn't know either. About um, the but yeah, that that one was in retrospect dumb. Uh, it and like her sister, and they never brought her back. 
Um, yeah, I think series it, series as a whole. Did you, what do you think? Well, I um, you know, not not to be assigned just pointing at a different movie podcast, but I thought the watch kind of nailed it on the head when they were talking about the second season of a show that's kind of blown up as Stranger Things did, and you have a choice where you could either go wider and expand the character, you know, bring in more characters, bring in more atmosphere. Uh, and kind of go broader with your show or you could go deeper where you would just kind of do almost like a standalone episode with just, you know, one of the characters or you, you kind of learn more about the characters that you've already set. And Stranger Things decided to go wider, which didn't necessarily serve it uh, to its best ability. In my opinion, I'd, I'd have to agree with our, our buddies at the watch front of the pod. Um, but um, yeah, they added kind of a few new characters that were that I didn't think added too much. Even though one of the new characters, the uh, jerky brother of that girl, the guy, the guy yeah. with the Camaro that was just driving around uh, and just basically harassing people, uh, that's the part I was born to play. So <laughs> I really, I always, I always love that guy, especially like '80s villain jerk. Uh, I was '80s like, villain jerk is hilarious. It's kind of similar to uh, what's his name in uh, in Red Light Winter, right? Like the asshole Davis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, I, I always play those kind of guys. Um, so I'm like, damn, there's the part I was born to play. So in one, you know, in, in the same year, the part you were born to play, Goggins is over there just destroying the, uh, yeah. the southern um, metrosexual feminine uh, psychopath. And then over here in Stranger Things, you know, the part I was born to play, even though that guy was in much better shape than I am. Uh, uh, 80s yeah. jerk. So 80s jerk with a ripped six pack um, that was incredible shape i yeah i feel like you maybe fit half the billing there but yeah i would have been able to <laughs> i would have been able to pull off the mullet if i would have been given a few yeah. months to grow it out though but uh i kind of thought that i thought there might have been something more to that guy because he was so absurdly evil but i guess he was just uh kind of pissed off that he had a stepsister yeah and then they tried to like give <laughs> you a little bit of backstory about him when he had that little showdown yeah. with his dad and it's like oh now we understand but i was like okay next um, I love Sean Astin's character, Bob. Um, you know, you kind of saw what was going to come to him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah. Um, and then you know the whole the like, barb of the season. Yeah, this year's barb. Yeah. Uh, the one um, death. And they 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 actually went back and spent a little more time on barb, uh, basically because by popular demand, because people would have lost their mind if she wasn't mentioned again. So uh, they you know mm-hmm. spent a little time on barb and barb's parents, but. Overall, I thought, you know, the, the, the drum keeps beating. Um, I would be interested and am excited for the next season. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm interested to see where they go, especially because they're starting to expand it outside of the town. Hawkins, you know, and they're starting. Yeah, to like, Hawkins has kind of run its course. Yeah. So we're going to see kind of you know, the world, of you know, and obviously, you know, that there's 10 other. You know, well, now we know there's also um, outside of her sister, there's going to be nine other kids with superpowers. And, you know, we kind of we're going to find out more about that world so yeah there's at least 11 of them and i mean that's kind of that's kind of the underlying interest of the show for me but the thing about the issue i have with stranger things it's it's uh i guess the law of diminishing returns because it's like let's say season one was any because it was so borrowed so heavily from kind of you know that Spielberg spielberg yeah yeah, and it's like you look at Jurassic Park, fantastic, and then each sequel gets worse and worse, and you know he falls off the projects, and then you got uh, like it's like uh, imagining a sequel to ET, and that would be lame, and you know all the Jaws just kept getting it. so yeah. that's how I feel about it. Just it feels like each of these seasons are going to just be diminishing in their return for me. 
Yeah, it's uh, never the first as good one was so the great. First hit, yeah. Yeah, but that's not always true. I mean, there's plenty of shows where like different seasons are better than others, and uh, you know, certain seasons of Sopranos to The Wire. You know, some people like two, some people hated it. Yeah, it four was... was my favorite on The Wire too. So yeah, you're right. But like the, the Wire, kind of would do both. They they would do they would they kept expanding Baltimore, and they kept showing you different. You know, they they would bring in almost an entire new season. And you have a few characters that would be a thread through line McNulty's and stuff, but you know, you'd get a whole different perspective and it worked there. So, you know, there, yeah. It, it, but you know, so not every time does it have to go, you know, deeper with, with more character development to better a show, but you know, just, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I they, they took some chances and, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's terrible. It's, it, I'll definitely be interested in, to see if the hype train continues next Halloween. It definitely will. It's such like a mega hit, especially. Yeah, it's a huge piece to, of pop to, culture. To pair it up with Halloween. Uh, it was just kind of crazy to think like imagining uh, the idea to bring that out during last summer, whereas bringing it out over Halloween makes so much more sense. Yeah. There was an entire Stranger Things section in the Halloween store here in Chicago. I don't know if you yeah. went into a Halloween, but there was it was just literally said Stranger Things and it was wigs and any character you wanted to be they had you know pieces for yeah it's smart i i don't know that they can sustain the uh the expectation or the hype um Mm -hmm. i mean but season two is fine um i just i don't really uh season one was such a cool like out of nowhere smash hit surprise and it was like refreshing in, in a nostalgic way um um that isn't totally original but uh this one just felt um a rushed, like our friends at the watch, I think have said, where mm-hmm. I think they needed more time on this one. Um, and that, now that they have a, uh, this crazy hit on their hands, I think these D- the Duffer brothers are kind of uh, been put to the grindstone a bit, and I think it's hurting what the show is. Yeah, and but it's it, it it's good for what it is. Yeah, it does just fine. Uh, so I guess we'll put a button. Um, on. yeah. So uh, what? We had we had two episodes of Curb the last couple of Sundays. Uh, there was Namaste and then Namaste uh, you never in that seconds. <laughs> um, but uh, any general reactions from you? Uh, yeah, the one thing I wrote down here was uh, was Leon's uh, fuck smell and how he yeah. likes to uh, turn the heat up in the house to uh, you know get the proper fuck smell. So I was wondering, was that something you'd pull off, Hayes? Do you have a particular smell that you enjoy if you are doing what you got to do? Uh, I usually like uh, some grapefruit-scented candles <laughs> from uh, nearby yoga stores. Um, I, I have a sandalwood uh, Big Sur candle I sometimes light. Okay. Um, I think yeah, the, the candles can be a good move. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't really crank the heat and let the fuck smell. Well, I, I and I, I love that uh, I love that improv with Larry, where he's just like, "No, I don't like the smell of fuck." Sue me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I, I don't. I want. I don't want some just after sex guy walking around my house. Um, <laughs> just after sex guy. Just after sex guy. And and again, uh, the, the Larry and his crew just keep pulling down good looking woman after good looking woman because the yoga yeah. teacher was incredibly attractive and I was like good for you Leon um yeah. I also loved in that uh in that episode Larry's rain man I'm a big fan of rain man but how he goes full rain man to try to get out of to, to get his tires fixed faster 
he After, offends uh, the it, mechanic because he didn't think he sounded black on the phone. Yeah. Uh, and then it comes full circle with the uh, the guy whose car he hit in the yoga parking lot thinks that mm-hmm. JB Smooth is, uh, excuse me, Leon is his Larry. And so yeah. you know, he gets off the hook. So uh, I, I, I did enjoy that. I, and then, you know, the, the bits with him in the Uber and the, um, what was the Romanian women? Yeah, the Romanian women. That was like whatever. classic, you know, Seinfeld Kirby. I was, you know, I, was, I, I wasn't really laughing in that. I was just like, okay, I see what you're doing here, Larry. Um, and then. I'm a two. No, you're crazy. You're not a yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm a I'm a one, yeah, two, two, one, yeah, and then, you know, the the Uber ratings are forever, you know, I just was like, okay, um, it didn't really do it for me, how about you? Curb is like, um, we, we said this before, but stuff like that, where it's almost pulled directly from modern day Seinfeld Twitter feed, Yeah, <laughs> which I, I, I don't know if that's still going, but it, it, I... George uh, gets into an Uber, but uh, he or he can't get an Uber because his rating is too low. So he does this. He has to take the bus. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what these episodes are. I'm on the Um, spectrum. I'm on the spectrum. (laughs) When he get tossed from the, (laughs) he literally gets thrown onto the curb. Yeah. Curb. All right, right, you, all right, you, you bus people are really. uh, And he's just standing there, just egging this woman on, just like going on and on about. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, I, what was the the episode where like the the tap water uh, was hilarious, mostly because of like the Richard Lewis, the the Funkheiser stuff. This when it gets like really sort of meta, Larry. It's uh, yeah. it's not exactly it that funny. But um, well, I did the, love. The, I laughed out loud in the next episode when Larry comes to the defense of the Middle Eastern man who's already waited in line and just wants potatoes. Uh-huh. That yeah. outburst. <laughs> no. This man has already waited in the line. There is no yeah. reason. Uh, the <laughs> the the buffet line is is Larry's new observation, and and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that is a good one too. Because yeah, once you've waited, you, I mean, you can. It's almost like the unwritten rule, or yeah, you can go get seconds. He's already waited Whoa. in the line. Yeah, who are you supposed to wait for another twenty minutes just for just for a few more potatoes? Let me oh, serve yeah, you, right. sir. <laughs> <laughs> takes his plate, serves him the potatoes, and that gets the great him out part of the about fawa. that episode. Yeah, it gets him out of the fawa. And then it was, I liked when he was kind of going around to all the old cameos and kind of interviewing people about did this really happen? Yeah, yeah. The when when the when the investigation starts, and that was full last episode of Seinfeld. That was almost identical. Yeah, when you have all the cameos coming back, you're like which wasn't really that successful in Seinfeld and, and here it was yeah it was a little bizarre um but you know bringing back like this the the prostitute and yeah and the candy the prostitute from the baseball game and then the 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 trick-or-treaters and you know all that stuff that uh, stuff was all fine to like because just to see who they bring back but then when he was in like the tribunal and uh these these the heads of the Muslim religion are interviewing him, and it's just, it was it got so silly. Yeah, that was a weird scene. But, uh, yeah, your boy, the, the, your buddy Funkhauser. Stiffs Larry <laughs> yeah, on the, stiff, stiffs Larry with the expensive champagne. <laughs> and he gets him right back. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, t- uh, two solid episodes. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm still holding out, I guess, uh, what was that, episode six or seven? Um, get the name already but uh, yeah yeah the uh the, the tap water the tap water episode. Prim- yeah 
Um, and then we'll move to, um, man, South Park last week. It, so there's not an episode this week. Their next one is going to be in seven days, next Wednesday, okay. after, after Thanksgiving. So, yeah, the um, Moss Piglets. Yeah, you don't seem very, very into it. No, this, this was a dud. I, I've never been a fan of the uh, the Mimsy and the Nathan characters. No, no, I don't either. And some people love them. Some people, uh, there was people that in the in the office around the water cooler going, anytime they use those guys, man, I just think it's great. And I'm like, really? And maybe I'm no, sensitive it... to it because, you know, there, there's, I'm, Caitlin's family has, you know, some, some there's mental, you know, I'm around it a, a little more, so I'm, I'm more hypersensitive to it. Um, but yeah, I just think it's mean, and you know, I I don't. Jimmy and Timmy are way funnier than those guys. Yeah. I, I I don't even see them as being handicapped. It's because they're they're it's such a ripoff of uh, was it the Looney Tunes characters? I think uh, Muggsy and uh, Rock Rocky okay. were like these two gangsters, and then um, there's also yeah, Dick almost, Dastard- Nathan almost kind of sounds like uh, like um, Brando to me at least. Yeah, well, it, it it's a direct ripoff I'm of these. Two. It's exactly it's exactly how the uh, the characters in uh, they they appeared in a few Bugs Bunny movies, Rocky and Muggsy, and then I mean also the Hanna Barbera, Dick Dastardly and um, Motley from the Wacky Racers. That's mm-hmm. a pretty similar. It's just a ripoff of that, and I I don't think it's they're, what they're doing. It's not that funny. Um, and then with the episode. Was kind of like God. They went after NFL again. Yeah, it comes. It comes out of nowhere. It comes out of absolute. It's like the last third of the the act is he takes off his glasses. We're right from the NFL, and you got Jerry Jones, and they're looking for fans. Uh, you know, I was just I I was all set with that. I was like, okay, you could have done better. Yeah. Uh, well, they they've already got the NFL a bunch with like the the Roger Goodell robot, and then like the whole Redskins thing. Um and then uh what was the one <laughs> the one where Randy uh, the sarcastic ball yeah which was great Sarcast- they've done it like three they they've gone after the NFL like three times yeah like, the Redskins the Redskins bit was hilarious with the with the titties yeah. and balls uh but this one you even you even remember the one where uh Jimmy or um uh Kyle's brother Ike was taking the steroids and you find out that yeah. they were supposed to be Tom Brady's steroids and, and Brady got all the laxatives and that's why he's so terrible. He keeps shitting his pants every week. <laughs> so, yeah. so they, they always, they always kind of will do some, you know, some NFL bits and, you know, they're big Denver Broncos fans, but yeah, yeah it was, I thought this was lame. This was a lame, uh, attempt at it. And, uh, I, I, I the NFL stuff didn't do it for me. Yeah, what, what, like the water bears. I mean, that was kind of funny in a dumb way. But to, yeah. just just to some people are like, there's God. This is like a satirical goldmine with with all the stuff that's happening in 2017. And but and but here, I know we've said this before. It's like it's it's kind of nice that they're not like. I know that they make their show in a week and they be, they can be very topical. But every once in a while, it's nice to maybe not have to force them to tie it into current events and here just felt forced and they didn't really have anything kind of to say and uh, apart from giggling that the you know no fans the end yeah there's no fans okay cool um i uh, did kind of like that at the end their their new solution was just the paper mache volcano (laughs) oh (laughs) oh so and then i had one other laugh which was when heidi was doing the all-school assembly 
uh, so she didn't have to go to the science fair and, and they cut from behind and it's her and Cartman and her ass cracks hanging out for like <laughs> Cartman's would be because she's gained all that weight. I do remember that. I thought that was Yeah, then good. the the Heidi and Cartman thing lives on. Yeah, Heidi's the new Butters, man. She's the new, you know, all the all sidekick these... to Cartman. Yeah, Cartman's yeah. sidekick, Butters is gone. Yeah, I guess I'm uh, the more and more we get into the season and talk about it, the 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 more I feel like maybe the show's starting to run its course. Oh, um, dang, you're going you're going dark on me. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, it feels you kind of feel the exhaustion of the of the you know Trey and Matt mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. With uh, the the video game and the Book of Mormon and you know all these seasons and it's been good for so long, mm-hmm. but it's just you know the Soda Sopa Shitty Pod Town Shitty that was such a town. that was kind of like maybe the apex and now we're kind of winding down and they're finally hitting these 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 last two seasons have been kind of not. A, not as great as the one before. I don't know. It's kind of, it's bumming me out a little bit. I think there's still going to be some good episodes in here. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be as consistent as it used to be, but I, I, yeah. I used to, I think there's more light in here than maybe you're, you're just kind of in a dark place right now, but it'll be funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it'll be funny. It'll be, it'll be funny, funny again. I think, well, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, Moss Piglets just didn't do it for me either. Oh well. Yeah, I honestly I think I it could have been better because I mean some of my favorite episodes are Jimmy Valmer centric, um, and had we just used them more than just a setup. Well, because I I don't know why they're going away from from Jimmy uh, in and using this the Nathan Mimsy thing more often. I don't know why that's maybe just been more fun for him. Yeah. But you know I could do with another kind of i mean remember like the cribs and bloods episode from a while ago yeah yeah, it's kind of classic and then the the uh, talent show episode we've talked about a bunch is so great um i don't know but uh we'll do them yeah um well so yeah we'll uh let's go to the movies let's go to the movies what uh i've i've been seeing so we're we're getting into um it's the most wonderful time of the year yeah yeah it's our oscar season even though there is Oscar some season. some shine off off of it this year with just everything that's going down, we don't need to get back into it again. But I'll be interested to see if I can get up for the Oscars like I normally do, uh, just given how terrible Hollywood's kind of been recently. But uh, yeah, it is Oscar season, and um, you're a lot farther along than I am already. I already feel le- uh, left behind. Um, what, what do you- well, we can just we can just tease a few of the. Those hot prestige dramas. Hot prestige. That are out there. Hot prestige. Uh, um, right now, I uh, so I saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Our from buddy Martin McDonough. Our buddy Martin McDonough, your best friend. Yeah, and uh, Sam Rockwell, your boy. One of my good buddies. Yeah, he plays the Pro- like assistant sheriff or some deputy sheriff or something in that. Yeah, he's and like then this drug Woody deputy. Harrelson, Francis McDormand is the is the the main the main lady over there. He's always oh, great. Yeah. Lot of a uh, lot of acting nominations coming out of this movie. I'll I'll uh, you gonna predict? Take my claim. I'm gonna toss that prediction out there right so now. So I think this year we should do uh, we should get points for uh, when we bring up a movie and topic. We should get points for calling the shot on what their nominations will be. So so far mm-hmm. you said there's going to be some acting nominations. What's your shot called here? Uh, Frances McDermott, best, best actress. actress. Okay. 
uh, Sam Rockwell best supporting. And then uh, yes, that's think, my guy too. I think, I think Woody misses out, and then we'll would he uh, be under I'll, best I'll, lead? No, that no. He'd be a supporter. Um, and then uh, I'll I'll throw uh, McDonough a best original screenplay nod. Okay, that's where I was gonna at least. Uh, that's where just get based on the trailer. Uh, that's what I would have initially anticipated. But I'm glad you said Rockwell. I'm gonna really. I'm excited to see that. I'm gonna look for that performance especially. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's the stuff he does in between the lines, like his facial twitches and mannerisms and like the pauses he takes it's it's just acting 101 you, it's awesome do you follow in the moment it's a facebook group that posts a lot of you know it'll, it'll post like uh, actors talking about their process it'll post just really good clips from scenes sometimes they just put up a sam rockwell six minute monologue from a play i can't remember what the play was it's incredible i would just just go follow in the moment on facebook in the moment it's called in the moment Follow him on Facebook, and then one of their first videos is Sam Rockwell doing this monologue. It's like a six-minute monologue from a play. He's incredible. He was the, wow. he was originally um, uh, Jesus in the Judas Iscariot play, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he he does a lot of Broadway. I've seen him on Broadway in um, Fool for Love, which was a Sam Shepard play. Uh-huh. R.I.P. But 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 yeah, one of one of the most underrated guys in Hollywood. Big Rockwell fan. There's a great scene in uh, the last days of Judas Iscariot where uh, so Sam Rockwell's Judas and he's like at a bar just and this dude who comes up to him who's the devil and he's like um, asking him a bunch of questions <laughs> he's just like hey man why don't you just go home and fuck your mother man <laughs> like who who do I fucking look like <laughs> uh, did you so see many, that is it, was scene. it like a recording of Judas Iscariot that you saw. No, no, it's just uh, it's me imagining. Oh, it's you imagining him saying, doing the line. saying the line. Because yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, when I read that play, I can't think of anybody else doing it besides him. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Yeah, Ebbing, Ebbing, Missouri. So I went and saw. So you're gonna give that a, a thumbs up. You, you don't think the movie will be nominated uh, in the ten? Um, I I can't uh, until I kind of see the rest of the it, field. It it, it 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 easily could be. Um, I'm talking. This is gut reaction. You don't get the points if it, if it is. You can't go back later. You gotta go gut reaction. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll say it'll get okay. in there. Top. You 10. think it'll be that hell or high water like nine or ten spot? Not really yeah, competing, for sure. but get, get some get some love. Okay. Um. So I saw the the Florida Project, which mm-hmm. uh was the new Willem Dafoe movie. Uh, there's he's really the only actor of name in it. Uh, there's there's a couple other people, and then it's it's done by the same director who did Clementine. I don't have his name up in front of me right now. He's he's kind of oh like the the thing that did yeah the the iPhone the movie. iPhone movie that guy yeah. So uh, yeah. this is um I couldn't finish that. Okay, yeah, I uh, this this one I was really into, and it's that you know every year there's kind of movies come out and they kind of fit the a, a similar kind of style of a movie. I'll just say like the type of type of drama. So this is that, you know, you have like a docudrama or you have, you know, the a historical figure or something. And then this one was the, this is the like uh, lower class slice of life, you know, people struggling to make it kind of movie. So, so if, you know, think about what was the one you used earlier, the, the example you gave me earlier, that was a good example. What, Half Nelson? Yeah, Half Nelson, you know, this was, you know, I kind of said it's like a, don't think of it like moonlight but you know it's you know how the characters are just generally struggling in moonlight you know just kind of that like damn 
poverty in 2017 kind of movie. And it takes place in uh, like a not even really a hotel, kind of like a, a condominium setting. And it's run by Willem Dafoe. He's like the super. And it's all these people who are doing temporary housing there. And it's this it's it really follows this little girl who I think will be nominated <clears throat> in the supporting actress category. Uh, it follows this little girl and kind of her day to day. And her mom is like a 19 or 20 year old, uh, you know, maybe in her early 20s. Um, but she's just kind of like a skeezy kind of stripper, you know, just kind of like living a fucked up life. And they live and basically feed off of uh, Orlando tourists, all people that are going actually to Disney World. So it's kind okay. of just like life in poverty in the shadow of the most magical place on earth. And I think it's really effective and I think it's, it's done so well and and it's subtle, which is definitely kinds of drama that I like and very well performed, very well written. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily blow you away, but I really appreciated the drama in it. So I would give this, uh, I would give this, I I don't think the director is going to get a lot of praise. There's not much in terms of the screenplay. I think that that are going to jump out, but I think the, uh, the little girl will get nominated um, that, that might that might be about it. And Willem Dafoe will definitely be nominated as support. So those two actors, I think, will will get some praise. Right on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I also went to go see God's Own Country. Yeah, and you were saying um, this is, is like a... an English Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Um. And yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, it's really solid. Uh, it's like at a ninety nine percent Rotten Tomatoes score right now. Oh wow! Um, I guess I I I wasn't that into it as that score would would suggest, but it um it's 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 cool. It's really beautifully shot, um, and it's just a really honest um okay portrayal of uh, yeah Yorkshire, you know, northern rural England. Um, so it's about like this farmer who's kind of just like. Uh, is forced to work on his father's farm because he's had a stroke and then his grandmother is also helping out and he's just like out in the middle of nowhere and all his friends are going to college and he doesn't so he just every night he goes into town and gets like pissed drunk and comes stumbling back throwing up and then is forced to do all the shit that is on his dad's farm the next day and then this just kind of like migrant worker shows up and they kind of fall in love okay so it's oh, yeah it's like good. one of those yeah, it's uh, it's just very realistic and uh, and kind of sweet and um, yeah, it's you know under two hours. Um, yeah, it's cool. I, I I liked it. It's a very well well told, simple story. Okay. Um, but uh, what anything that you're looking out for? Well, I do want to see Ebbing. I do want to see the Ebbing, Missouri. I I know you saw Lady Bird. We can get into that at a different time. Oh, I no, I haven't seen that. Oh, yet. you haven't? No, uh, I do want to see Lady no, Bird. Cherish Ronan, man, she's yeah. on fire. Everything she comes yeah, out I'm... with happens to just be a masterpiece, apparently. So, um, yeah. What what else are you are you seeing? Um, I, I'm trying to think about movies I saw trailers for when I went to see Florida Project, and I was like, oh, that's gonna be good. Um, do you know anything that's kind of? Uh... No, I'm not. I'm not like up on the trailers or what's kind of coming. Oh, uh, well, there is that James Franco thing. Oh the, yeah, um... I definitely want to go see that. Comes out tomorrow or, or Friday, I think. The Disaster Artist. Oh, is it? Disaster artist. Yeah, what's that? Is that a biopic? Yeah, yeah. About it's somebody? about it's about Tommy Wiseau who did the room, who made the movie. The room. Oh my god! Yeah. So he's playing. Tommy Wiseau. He's, That's oh, right. sorry, Tommy Wiseau. That's how you say it. Yeah. So he's playing Tommy Wiseau, 
and then yeah so it's it's all about the production of that shitty movie and i'm i'm really excited for it i, I want to go see they've, they've been doing screeners of or not screeners but uh showings of the room uh, at the matchbox or the music box and so yeah um, I, I went to the, a couple of those yeah it's a lot of fun so i'm uh tommy shows up and he like yeah <laughs> talks about well it's it's kind of like a stranger than fiction thing where the the movie is so bizarre because I mean, it's so bad, but also the story of why, how it was made and why is almost more interesting than, so it'd be kind of, it'd be interesting to see how like, you know, uh, a James Franco production of it is gonna, is gonna work. Cause yeah. it's almost just more, more interesting just to get like the, 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 the real account, Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. So I know uh, it, our buddy Randy is in uh what, like a, a documentary about the movie called the worst movie ever made no but that one that one's about trolls 2 or whatever that's that was about troll the trolls movie. you're right you're but right he is, troll, yeah troll he two. is in in line and you know this is like the bible it gets passed around yeah oh randy yeah troll movie. 2 and the room i think those are kind of vying for worst for movie. worst yeah they're the movies that get shown at art house cinemas ironically yeah so people can mm-hmm. laugh at uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, there, as as we move along, I guess because uh, I don't have any off the top of my head uh, that uh, I'm interested or that excited to see. Oh, uh, the, there's um the uh, the Winston Churchill movie. Yeah, I, I'm probably all set on You're that. You're not gonna go see that, even though it's your boy. Um, yeah, who's in that? Even what's your his boy name? Gary Oldman? Gary, Gary Oldman. Uh, yeah, it just, it looks a little, I don't know, overproduced or... Yeah, I mean, it's that, silly. it's that, that same old, uh, you know, the docudrama. It's gonna happen every... Yeah, every, really going for that Oscar now. Yeah, it's, it's the same, um, you know, same type of stuff happens every year. I'm more excited to see season two of The Crown than I will that, uh, that movie. Oh, another one was the, uh, the one with, uh... Brian Cranston, my best friend, and Steve Carell, and the, the Last Flag Flying with Lawrence Fishburne. They're kind of going. Oh, I, I haven't seen a trailer. For yeah, it's or anything. Steve Carell's son died in the war, and he's trying to go and stop him from being buried in Arlington and bring his body back to his hometown. So that at least seems like uh, an interesting, an interesting movie. Kind of, you know. Uh, fits a fits up type as well uh then there's the matt damon downsizing movie where he minimizes himself oh yeah um the alexander payne movie yeah yeah so i always really like alexander payne movie so i'm oh wait hold on no we, we've got a we've got a new wes anderson movie coming out that looks absurd wait there's a wes anderson uh, movie coming out i haven't seen the trailer yet oh yeah it's uh it's kind of like um the fantastic mr fox it's like another one of those stop, stop motion, motion. Uh, doll things it's about these dogs in a junkyard it's the most wes anderson thing i've ever seen oh okay um and then there's also a pta movie coming yeah, out phantom thread with your boyfriend daniel day lewis and you know i mean i just i don't know how pta is gonna outdo his last project inherent vice uh i say that sarcastically of course for- yeah that movie was great <laughs> For Cameron, the the running uh-huh. podcast joke of inherent vice, being <laughs> his <good>. favorite movie, <laughs> the only guy that didn't walk out on it. It just, I just am still waiting for him to explain to me how that was a good movie. <laughs> it's <was laughs> fucking awful, but yeah, he's, I don't, he's I don't due. think you want that explanation. Yeah, 
No, he's he's due for a good movie here, and it's Daniel Day's uh, is his victory lap here. So Daniel Day back with PTA. You think he you think he gets his 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 last Oscar on the way out? Just kind of pads the stats here. I don't see how he can't. It I looks, mean, it, it looks very intense. Yeah. I mean, come on. When he uh, Daniel Plain, Plainview was the guy that was created uh, the I last time these guys got together. Time. Ladies and gentlemen, I am an oil man. You drink the milkshake, Eli. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's polish it off there. Um, are you planning to watch Mindhunter? I, I do. Uh, Hammond keeps texting it, friend of the pod. Mike Hammond keeps asking me if I've seen Mindhunter yet. I have not. I, I plan to. I just I had to get through all these shows, man. So uh, I've just got through season two of Better Call Saul, uh, which has cleared me up for a little more space. Maybe I'll get into Mindhunter. Yeah, give it a shot, man. I I really enjoyed it. It's it's pretty fascinating, and also really impressed with uh, what's his name, Jonathan Groff. Uh, okay. Kind of a you know Spring Awakening guy. Uh, he was in Hamilton. Yeah, he was um, in he was in a, a different movie. I can't remember what it was called, uh, but it was with Looking. No, it was with Brie Larson, and they were like uh, helping kids. There was like a like a halfway house for kids. Short term twelve. Short term twelve. That's what it was called. That's a really good movie. Uh, he's it, not in that, is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he plays her boyfriend. No, no, no. You're thinking of you're thinking of the other guy from um, from Newsweek. Yeah, that's not him. I'm thinking no. of a different guy. Ah, shit. I'm thinking of a different guy then. Because they yeah, were both no, in Spring Awakening. Yeah. Or uh, well, this guy played uh, King uh, the King in. The oh Hamilton. yeah, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the other guy. I don't know that guy's name right now. It's like three three names, um, but yeah, check it out. It's uh, David Fincher's kind of project. He directs four episodes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's great. And then I'll, I'll probably try to get uh, season two of Vice Principals. Don Gallagher going. Jr. is who I was thinking of. And you're gonna yeah, try to get Principals. Um, real quick, do you want to get into Wind River? Or do you want to save that for next time? Oh, nah. Yeah, we can save it. Okay, we'll save it. Great. <laughs> well, thanks for everybody for hanging in on the recap. I appreciate yep. you. And thank you, Mr. Hayes. Glad to hear you're live. And I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful for our listeners because we're right here on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you, Bob, and your 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 lovely witticisms of sniffing butts and licking butts. And yep. Hey, sniffing ass, <laughs> lifting at lip. Fucking dogs. <laughs> you fuck that dog, too. Cats asses. Hey. It's, been, it's been a treat. It's been a treat. And on that, all right, happy, happy Thanksgiving to all the analysis listeners. Hopefully, you had fun on your drive to Turkey Day. Go Lions! Bye. Bye.